All right, folks. Welcome in. <clears throat> this is Rams Edge, and I am Jake Ellenbogen, your host of Rams Edge, exclusively on the Call In app. Coming to you live from the Call In app. This is episode number two, breaking down the Rams 2022 draft class. Um, throughout the show, I'm going to bring on guests, talk about each pick. We're going to break down each pick. Uh, really excited to do this. Um, obviously, we had a war room. We talked about, you know, potential picks and, and guys that they could uh, draft in the past. But now we have a draft class. We're going to talk about it. And uh, we won't worry about UDFAs until I think we'll do a, a show tomorrow, right around this time. Uh, talk a little bit about the UDFA class and maybe a little bit more into the draft class. But uh, feel free at any uh, any time to uh, hit the the phone icon, you should be able to call in um, and then I'll bring on guests as the show goes on. So thank you everyone for joining. Again, this is Rams Edge. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. If you guys missed it, I was on the uh, Downtown Rams fourth annual NFL draft stream with my co-host Alexis Kraft and uh, we had a great time. We covered all of the picks. Uh, We did have some reactions, but now we're going to dive right into it. We start off The Rams, of course, did not have a pick due to the Matthew Stafford trade and, of course, the Vaughn Miller trade until the third round. And uh, that pick came, it was the 40th pick in the third round. uh, And that pick, 104, the Rams with their compensatory selection from losing Brad Holmes to the Detroit Lions as part of the minority coaching initiative. Uh, the Rams acquired Logan Bruss, the six foot five, three hundred and nine pound offensive guard. Uh, Logan Bruss flashes the ability to move defenders right off the ball. Uh, he has a chance to be a very, very good guard. He comes out of Wisconsin. He is the third Wisconsin offensive lineman on the Rams' offensive line, uh, and he is going to start day one, uh, no doubt about it. And I think the Rams really did a nice job here. I give it a B plus because I had other guys on my board that I felt were uh, higher on my board, but I got to give them props. Logan Bruss was atop of their big board. And so I think you're a fool if you create a big board before the draft and you don't stick to it. And the Rams definitely were going to stick to it. He's got experience at both guard and tackle, just like uh, David Edwards, the left guard, does. And I think this is this was a very good pick. Um, it took me a little bit to really dive into it, but he, he started 26 games. I will be doing on my YouTube channel, I will be doing uh, breakdowns of his film as well as every other uh, prospect's film. We're going to do uh, separate videos on, so be sure to check that out uh, when that comes out. But as far as Bruss, you're getting a guy that right away is going to walk right in and be the starting right guard. Uh, Coleman Shelton can focus on being the backup center, and he did a great job of that last year. But this is really important, I think. Now you have Bruss. He can stay put at right guard. You know, he can focus on guard. He played guard. He played tackle. I think he's best at guard here. A little taller than the Rams, like six foot five is is pretty tall for a guard. But uh, they definitely are happy to have him in there. And I think Coach Carberry is going to feel really good about their offensive line, which is now Joseph Nopum from TCU, David Edwards from Wisconsin, Brian Allen from Michigan State, Logan Bruss at right guard from Wisconsin, and at right tackle, Rob Havenstein, also from Wisconsin. If you'll notice, 
not all of these guys are from the Big Ten, but four out of the five are. Uh, you know, as Joseph Nopum I just mentioned, is from uh, Texas Christian, uh, which is in the Big 12. Uh, one thing you will notice is that the Rams have five guys across the board that have played uh, with big-time competition. Uh, they played in big-time games, and even their depth pieces, like Tremaine Ankrum, who started at tackle for the Clemson Tigers in the national title game, these guys have all been battle-tested. They have gone against uh, big-time competition, and that is definitely important. So what is Bruss going to do for this team? I think he is going to pack a punch immediately uh, as somebody you know with quick feet on tape. He's going to pack a punch immediately in the run game. I think he's going to help big-time. This was a 24th-ranked run uh, attack last year. That has to improve, despite the fact they won the Super Bowl. Everyone gets better. You always have a target on your back when you're the reigning Super Bowl and defending Super Bowl champions, and the Rams know that. So they knew they had to somewhat upgrade that run, and so they went out and they uh, headlined their draft uh, with Logan Bruss, who was the second-to-last pick on day two. There was talk about the potentially moving down, and Les Snead confirmed multiple teams were trying to trade up and get this pick. However, the Rams decided to stay put and draft the top guy on their board. It's worth noting that their scout that was big on Cooper Cup and was big on Jordan Fuller and a big proponent on why they drafted those two is also very huge on this pick. Again, experience at guard, experience at tackle. He played at Wisconsin. He is a badger by every meaning of the word. He's a very, very good guard. He's a very good tackle I think he's going to focus more on the NFL at guard, and I think he's going to give the Rams something, not only in the run game, but I think he's also going to you know, have a little bit of a mean streak to him too, uh, a little bit of, a, of you know, not necessarily flash or flair, uh, but some meanness, uh, you know, nastiness to the offensive line gets inserted there, and you love to see it. He is a bit inconsistent as a pass protector. He will need to get better at that, um, but I think the Rams have a chance to develop him into a Pro Bowl talent. And I think he's very similar uh, to the guy that's leaving that position and uh, heading on over to Carolina in Austin Corbett. We move on here uh, to the Rams pick 142. There was a lot of talk. Are they going to trade down? Are they going to stay? And ultimately, they did decide to stay at this pick, and they decided to pick Jacoby Durant from South Carolina State. Jacoby Durant from South Carolina State obviously is coming from South Carolina State. Not as big of competition. People are obviously going to have an issue with that. So what does Jacoby Durant bring to the table uh, in regards to that? Well, you're talking about an undersized corner. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the, the best arms. Uh, he is short in that regard. Uh, but he timed an incredible 4-3 speed. He's very, very fast. Uh, he is somebody that can move on the run. He can be played in the slot. This is a slot corner. This is a five foot nine, 180 pound, and a few uh, slot corner. And I think here's the thing: when you look at who was available here, I ended up giving this grade. Bruss was a B plus for me. Uh, Jacoby Durant is a B minus because of who I had and who I saw available for the Rams. But you have to understand that while it may seem, and I wanted Zion McCollum here out of Sam Houston State. He went way later after this. And on top of that, you had uh, Tariq Woolen, the six foot four, uh, four three speed guy from UTSA. I think the Rams are telling us right from this position here that look, 
we are going to go out. We're going to get guys that are going to be able to compete with the fastest and the quickest. And that is the way the league is kind of evolving. So no longer is it really uh, a, a need, a a want, and even you know something where, I mean, it's a luxury, I guess, at this point. It's not even that. Uh, having the size on the outside, when you really look at it, uh, the Rams just did not opt for size. They could have had a six foot two or a six foot four guy, and they opted for a guy that was going to help them inside the numbers, a guy that's going to be able to defend a Debo Samuel, uh, defend a Stefan Diggs, defend Tyler Lockett. And I think that's really important here. You want a quick twitch athlete, and that's what you're getting with Kobe Durant. They really like him. This is somebody that has been uh, well-revered as far as, you know, in the college scouting landscape. Uh, somebody a lot of people seem to like and a lot of people seem to talk about. Um, I wasn't, again, as high on this pick, but I understood it. And when I made the list, he was on my list of guys that <clears throat> I definitely expected the Rams to go out and uh, acquire in this draft. So uh, Jacoby Durant uh, from SC State, not the first SC State guy uh, that the uh, the Rams had gone after. They did draft Tameric Hemingway, uh, the tight end in the sixth round a, a few years back. Oh, actually a while ago. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not, you know, unknown to that. Les Snead has drafted from that school before, but this is somebody that has really worked his way up the rungs. You're talking about, you know, fourth round pick 142 overall. And this guy had no offers coming out of high school and he worked at FedEx and he walked on at SC state. So he's really earned his keep. It's a good story. And I think it really caps off uh, an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting story here and in, in uh, you know a pathway to him eventually being a big time contributor for the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Now, Jacoby Durant, um, he fits what the Rams are looking for. And for anyone that's wondering about the size, you know, I think he really replaces Darius Williams here, who went over to Jacksonville on a multi year deal. You know, we're not really sure if. Uh, you know, somebody like Dante Dion is going to be back. And this, of course, was a draft pick before Troy Hill was uh, confirmed. And if you guys don't know, during the draft, surprisingly, the Rams did end up making a trade for Troy Hill. So that is something to keep in mind. I think he is going to start alongside uh, Jalen Ramsey. And I think Robert Rochelle has some time to, to get seasoned a little bit. I think it'll be a battle between Long and Jacoby Durant for uh, the slot corner role. Um, but Duran is exciting. And th this team, I trust this team. I trust the way they're they're looking at these guys. He had 12 career interceptions. You know, when you have a guy that has ball production, he's that fast. Uh, you can definitely have something that comes out of it. So he might have been picked a little earlier than my liking, and that's why he's a B-. minus. But I definitely see why the Rams went out and got him. And uh, this is a pick that's definitely somebody that can end up being a lot better and I think he's going to be a lot better because of the, situa the situation he went to in L.A. Uh, versus any other team. This is a really good situation for Jacoby uh, Durant at pick 142. So we move on to pick, and, and this, is, this is actually interesting because the Rams traded up. They had pick 175. They trade up to 164. And this is an A-plus pick for me. This is Kyron Williams. Uh, the running back, the stellar running back that just doesn't go down against Notre Dame uh, or on Notre Dame. We're talking about a guy that is 5'9", 194, 
but plays like he's 230, but plays like he's 6'2". Um, he is a slippery runner. He's got amazing contact balance. He evaded 118 tackles on rushes since 2020. Uh, it's the third most in the FBS for running backs, by the way. And this guy does not have the most speed, but he still somehow ran by most of the guys that he faced. And at the end of the day, he's very quick. And this is somebody that has natural hands and is not afraid to stick his face in the fan and go up against a defensive tackle if need be. He is absolutely fantastic in pass protection. And this is by far the most complete running back in the draft because of that. When you look at everything he has, this is not just a third down running back. I think this guy can legitimately compete on Sundays and potentially take over as the starting running back, even though it's a fifth-round talent here. He has a chance to take over as the starting running back if something were to go down with Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. Keep in mind, Daryl Henderson has problems staying healthy. A lot of people that listen to me know I love him. Cam Akers, big, big fan of his, but he has had a hard time staying healthy in his first two years in the league, including a torn Achilles that's really hard to come back from. We'll have to monitor that. But I look at those two, and I don't see anyone else after that. I'm thinking Kyron Williams, guaranteed once he was drafted, he is running back three, passing Jake Funk, passing Raymond Calais, passing Xavier Jones, all of them. But the question remains, can Kyron Williams push himself into RB1? And I think that's more possible than people are willing to admit. This is a very versatile player that Sean McVay called an every down back that called a very well-rounded back, an all-around back, and a complete back. Don't be surprised if Kyron Williams is the starting running back for the Rams sooner than later. It's not a knock on Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson, but the best ability is availability, and Kyron Williams has been more available than not. I think that's going to translate to the league. I love this pick. Alexis, my co-host of Downtown Rams, absolutely love this pick. He was uh, her number one uh, running back in the draft. He was my number four. Getting a guy like this in the fifth round, you trade up 11 spots to get him. Makes a lot of sense. There was a little bit of a running back run, so I'm going to call this an A-plus grade. I think the Rams absolutely knocked this pick out of the park, and I think right off the rip, they're getting somebody that they feel really good about moving forward. It's exactly what you love to see. Kyron Williams, the Rams running back in the fifth round here. So moving on, the Rams did decide to stay at their pick of 211 in the sixth round, and they took none other than Quinton Lake, the safety, 6'1", 201 pounds, out of UCLA. For those of you who don't know, I actually interviewed Quinton Lake on the Downtown Rams podcast with my co-host Alexis, and we did talk to him. He did meet with the Rams, and he very much expressed his desire to want to be in L.A. He played it. You know, he played his college ball in L.A. He has, obviously, the bloodline. Uh, so this is somebody that I was really excited for the Rams to go out and grab. Uh, he's an interchangeable safety. He can play, you know, strong or free. Uh, he's got good ball skills, instinct, and range. He didn't test super well, so that's why he fell. But that doesn't really worry me because when you look at the tape, he plays a lot better than he tested. I think this is somebody that's not overly explosive. But he's definitely a fluid athlete, and I think when you look at it, he's not somebody that's going to lay the wood necessarily, but he is definitely somebody that's going to make the effective tackle. He's going to try to wrap up instead of making the big hit, and that's why I like uh, Quentin Lake a lot. 
I think immediately he's going to, you know, be a key contributor on special teams, which is all you can ask out of a six round safety. But then when you move forward on that, you have to look at the fact that this is somebody the Rams have kind of played the long game with guys multiple times. I mean, you go, you look at, you know, what Nick Scott did for the Rams and how he was drafted in the late uh, version of the, the 2019 uh, draft. And, and when you remember, they drafted Taylor Rapp in the second round of that draft. They were even, uh, you know, willing to pick him 32nd overall if they didn't trade out of the first. But here's the thing. Taylor Rapp got drafted in the second, but Nick Scott is the one that looks like he might have more of a future moving forward than Taylor Rapp does on the Rams. And Nick Scott was a late round pick. They played the long game with Scott. They had him earn his stripes. He goes, he does the dirty work on special teams. They put Taylor Rapp immediately into the lineup. Rapp has had, I think, a solid career, but he's been somewhat of a bust based on where he was picked. Whereas Nick Scott has been in a dream. Anytime you can get a starter in the sixth round at safety, that's saying a lot. It looks like heading into the season, Nick Scott is your starter. So thinking about that, now you have Quint, uh, Quinton Lake, who has the experience obviously being in special team situations, being in the secondary, playing in L.A., and now he gets to stay home. He gets to learn from the best, and they can play you know, the long game with him and have him develop. And eventually, I see uh, Quentin Lake and whoever else uh, as a starter. And I think that's that's kind of the the rhythm that the Rams are rolling with. And I'm I'm a big believer and a big fan of it. I had Lake as an A plus grade. I love this pick. I think this is a fantastic pick. The the value, the fit, and I just think he does so many things. They're getting versatility here in the sixth round. It's just perfect. And so that's why I was a big big fan of this pick. Moving on, pick 212, they did decide to keep. They did not trade out of, which was surprising, to say the least. And they did go with none other than the Georgia cornerback, Darian Kendrick, who is very controversial because this is a guy that a lot of people early on in the process had early day two, maybe early day three. And he goes here in the sixth round. So what's the deal with him? Well, he's got some off-the-field stuff. And, you know, he's got some off-the-field stuff. He didn't test well. But listening to McVay, listening to Les, they actually met with this guy. He went in their building. He got comfortable with who was around him. They did their homework on this guy. So I'm not going to hold any red flags against the Rams because they did their due diligence. Could it blow up in their face? Absolutely. Anything could blow up in anyone's face. Any decision can be bad. But right now, I can't really fault them for doing this. This is somebody that played cornerback at you know at Georgia. They just won the national title, and he's a smooth athlete. You know he's got, he's definitely got fluid hips, and I think you look at him. He's got good body control. He's a former wideout, so he's got the the hands to play wide receiver. And I think this is somebody that has the instincts to jump a route, to read a you know a quarterback's eyes and make the big play. I think, obviously, he doesn't have the the deep speed, and that's why he's a sixth-round pick. And his testing definitely raised a red flag, as well as his off-the-field concerns. But we've already kind of moved past that, right? Because the Rams have drafted him. They've decided they don't matter as much. Let's even confirm that he was talking to his coach, Kirby Smart, 
And he was swearing by how much this kid loves football. Aggressive in run support. He's a good tackler. I mean, I didn't love this pick because I had other guys in mind, but it makes sense. You're hoping for the high upside. You're hoping for, you know, this guy played around a ton of competition. And at one point, he was being mocked in the second round. So you're hoping it works out. I don't mind taking a flyer on a guy like that, especially in the sixth round, no less. So Darion Kendrick here, you know, may not have been my go-to guy, may not have been the guy that I would have drafted. But am I going to hate on the pick? No. I'm going to give it a B-. minus. I th- I, Actually, I'm going to give it a B because I think there were better players on the board personally for me. And if I'm grading it, I would have gone with those players. But I like the idea of taking a flyer on these guys late in the draft. If Damone Clark was there at this pick, I hope they would have taken a shot on him. This is, you know, one of those shots that you take when you have picks, you're a Super Bowl team. This is the type of pick you make. And following it up, the next pick is the type of pick you make. And this is exactly what you like to see late in the draft. Daniel Hardy, the six foot three, two 223-pound Montana State edge defender. And uh, he was a monster, okay? Absolute monster in college. Um you know, he played linebacker, he played defensive end at Montana State. He's got super long arms. You know, he's very quick. And this is somebody that I think has a chance to be really, really good. He's not Chris Garrett. He has a chance to be better than Chris Garrett because he's more, you know, converting speed to power than just using speed. Um, you know, based on what I've seen, I haven't seen a ton of him. But just based on what I've seen, I've seen somebody that doesn't really go all about speed rushing and trying to bend off the edge as much as he is trying to use his power. I think this is somebody that can be developed and turned into something. And I also want to say that this pick was really interesting because it kind of confirmed that Sean McVay is not worried about Terrell Lewis's knee. I think it was precaution last year, and I also think they had Vaughn Miller, so they didn't need to worry about it. Now, Sean McVay is, is totally fine with his knee. Because if he wasn't fine, the team wasn't fine with Terrell Lewis, or anybody for that matter, they would have taken an edge. They would have taken Jesse Lucada, you know, and not allowed him to go in the seventh round. They would have taken Dominique Robinson. They would have taken an edge. And they did not until the seventh round. And it was a very, it's a project, but, you know, he's somebody with, you know, incredible production, he played with Troy Anderson, who was a second-round pick in his own right uh, at Montana State. Uh, you know, I think that definitely that means something. So uh, this pick was really cool. I gave it an A minus. Again, other people I wanted here, and I didn't know a ton about him, but when I looked into him, I uh, definitely like what they got out of him. And I think with the coaching, you're banking on the coaching staff to be able to pull it off. Uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, building with him. I think they can, and so, you know, for that reason, I'm feeling, I feel pretty good, you know, about that pick, right? Um, Moving on, Russ Yeast was the next pick in the seventh round, the uh, safety out of Kansas State. Second to last pick here. So, Russ Yeast, right? Uh, Little surprising pick here. I thought there were way better safeties on the board. Uh, I gave this a B- minus because of his positional versatility, I think he can play corner. I think he can play safety, maybe even money backer role, something like that. Um, he's a smaller safety, you know, but he has experience lining up a corner, good length, 
And, you know, he broke up 10 passes last year. So, you know, this is somebody I think, you know, the Rams are getting. He's a ball hawk. You know, he can make plays. And this is somebody that's going to help you on special teams. Uh, he'll carve out a role, and we'll see what ends up happening with him. But uh, the Rams don't just draft defensive backs for no apparent reason. They clearly liked him, and they wa- they put in the effort. They drafted three DBs in this draft, uh, Jacoby Durant, Quinton Lake, and uh, they doubled down on safety with Russ Yeast. Uh, it makes sense. You know, you look at Taylor Rapp is going to be a free agent soon. Uh, 2020, of course, was drafted. Uh, you know, you draft Burgess and you draft Fuller. Those guys will be free agents in 2024. So you're preparing. You know, Nick Scott's going to be a free agent after the season as well. There's a lot moving potentially. And so it's always good to get out ahead of that. Again, I had higher grades on other guys than uh, Yeast. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to hate on a pick in the seventh round. So I gave it a B and, uh, uh, sorry, B minus. And then lastly here to wrap up the draft class and uh, we'll start taking questions and your, on your guys' thoughts and taking calls. So be sure to hit that call in button if you guys want to talk. Uh, but H.A.R. Curry, uh, you know, he starts 17 games to left tackle, eight at right tackle. Um, you know, he doesn't have a ton of upside, you know, in, in my opinion. I think he's just he's a swing tackle who is going to add depth. Uh, maybe he develops into something with Carberry. He's six seven, three twenty, so you know, good size there. But ultimately, I wasn't a huge fan of this pick, even though it was a late seventh, really late. I mean, second to last. Uh, there were way better players I thought on the board. So this is probably my least favorite pick of the draft, and it's okay to do that when you're doing it at uh, pick two sixty one out of two sixty two. Uh, but uh, AJ Arcari. Uh, you know, he got a C plus out of me. Um, you know, I wasn't overly impressed with him. Uh, you know, somebody that I felt like could have been replicated. I liked Kellen Deesh there. Uh, you know, I like going out and getting Blaze Andrews, somebody like that, George Moore. Uh, but, you know, sticking with AJ or Curry, you know, he's just, he's a depth guy until further notice. We'll see how well they develop him. I will dive into his film uh, more, but as of right now, I feel like he's more of a depth guy. And those are my thoughts on the draft. Um, you know, so that that's it for that part, that portion of the show. Uh, I think the Rams' final grade in the draft, I'm going to give them a B plus. I think that they were able to uh, accommodate for some of the uh, weaknesses in their roster. You know, you go out, you get Logan Bruss, you solidify right guard. You go out, you get Jacoby Durant, you solidify. Uh, slot corner whether he's starting or not you're pretty good after even the starter there and then you go out you get Kyron Williams so you get a running back that's durable a running back that can stay upright and break tackles running back that pass protects and is a receiver in his own right very very good route runner Uh, so this is somebody that I think can stay on the field at all times should you need him to Uh, then you go out and you get a safety in the sixth round that you can play the long game with just like Nick Scott and have him eventually become a starter down the road and have you, you know, have him help you in special teams this year. You get a cornerback in Darian Kendrick, who, if he pans out, you know, he's somebody that we were talking about in day two before everything came out with the testing and everything. Uh, so, you know, he could end up working out well with the proper coaching. And then you look at uh, Daniel Hardy, who has a chance to be the best player in the draft, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the Rams draft class goes. Uh, you know, immense upside, obviously, a lot of. Um, you know, big time production at Montana State. But the question is, can he be refined to the NFL level? I mean, we won't know until we know. So 
that is definitely, you know, a good move there uh, with Daniel Hardy. And then the last two, you know, Russ East, he could turn into a starter someday. It depends on how well the Rams develop him. And, uh, you know, AJR Curry, I don't really see much of a role for him, but depth is definitely important. I could see him being a solid backup. So at the end of the day, you know, out of, you know, a, a draft class in which you had, you know, what, uh, eight picks. I mean, you have to feel pretty good about what you came out with. And you have to feel pretty good about, you know, what you gave up because I don't feel like they gave up a ton. They gave up a fifth rounder next year for Troy Hill and they didn't give up any other futures for any of these picks. So uh, ultimately to not have a first round pick and a second round pick, but to draft as well as they did, I thought was really impressive and uh, was a step in the right direction for them for sure. So uh, the Rams get a final grade of a B plus again, appreciated it, uh, you know, appreciated the draft. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, they did get, you know, some interesting UDFAs. One in particular is Cameron Dicker, the uh, kicker for Texas. I think he's going to be a punter for the Rams and, uh, you know, try uh, to beat out, um, you know, Riley. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, the Rams did a nice job. On the offseason, I'd probably say they, they have a, a B plus and A minus. And if they go out and get Honey Badger, like I believe they will, uh, we'll be looking at, you know, a uh, a big time, you know, A plus grade on the offseason for the Rams. But all in all, I think it's a better draft than last year in some cases. Uh, you know, more highs than lows, I would say. Last year just kind of felt eh, it was a little bit of a disappointment, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, this year, before we've seen them in action and everything, uh, this is a good draft class. It's not their best, but it's it's pretty good. And I'm all for it. I think all these guys can help contribute right away, um, you know, at least in some degree, whether it's special teams or whatnot. And anytime you put together eight picks and you draft guys that can help you right away, you know, you know, you're doing it right. So um, those are my, you know, final thoughts on the draft class. Now I'm going to ask everyone uh, who wants to come on the show to hit the call in button and I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I'll give you the floor and uh, we'll have some uh, constant communication. It should be at the bottom of your application. If you are using call in on a mobile phone, you should be able to hit the phone icon to call in. And uh, that will be that. Okay. And if, if it's not going to work, then I'll just make you a speaker. That might be easier. Uh, so, you know, just let me know. Um, you know, which one in the comment, if anybody wants to be added to this, to talk, Brandon, I see you, Aaron, Harold, Aaron, um, two Aaron's in here. I see plus four. I see Steven. If any of you guys do want to talk, uh, you're more than welcome to jump in here. Just, uh, wait on you guys. Cause I've said my piece on the draft. I just, am really curious, you know, to kind of figure out, you know, what you guys think in regards to it. Um, because I think, Again, it's a good draft, and uh, I feel pretty good about where they're at right now. So let's see what we can do here. I sent Brandon an invite to uh, to speak, but we'll see. Aaron, Harold, Aaron, and Steven. We'll see if anyone wants to join, but you're more than welcome to call in. I want to get your thoughts on the draft. Who stood out to you? Who was your favorite pick? Who was your least favorite pick? Uh, you, you call the shots. You let me know. Um, you know, I think some of these UDFAs are really killing me though. I, there are guys that I wanted for the Rams and they're, you know, they're, they're signing for nothing. And it's, it's painful. And they're, they're all signing in the same spot. Dallas, 
signing in San Francisco. Yeah, it's it's tough. So, no questions. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, that was uh, that was the that was the draft class. B plus overall for the Rams. Good draft. And they move on. Potentially, Honey Badger could be around the corner. Troy Hill's back regardless. Rams are in the driver's seat trying to uh, defend the Rams' house for another Super Bowl. But I guess that'll uh, that'll do it for me on this uh, shorter show. Appreciate you guys. You guys take care. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.